0: welcome to the brand the interpreter podcast i'm your host Mireya Perez a community interpreter in k-12 public education with a desire to listen to the stories of other language professionals from all over the world these are your stories about our profession hey there welcome back to another mini episode on the brand the interpreter podcast This is Mireya, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. I really do enjoy having these mini episodes with you and just have a little bit more of a deeper connection and the ability to ponder on some of these matters that maybe we don't always share or discuss with other colleagues. And so being able to have a platform where I can share these things and we can ponder uh, on these things together, I think is so great. And I'm having great feedback about them. So thanks guys, all of you that have actually taken the the time to respond or reflect on some of these things that I share, some of these topics that I've shared thus far. Um, It's a great engagement and I really do appreciate the engagement. So thank you. Thank you for the engagement. And to those of you that are still a little bit shy engaging on social media with me, don't be. We're about 25 plus episodes in. We know each other now. We know each other so well now that we're having chat sessions. So speaking of which, let's chat. Today's mini episode topic is about self-imposed limitations. And I want to start off our chat session with a story. Of course. Hello. We're starting with a story. And this story has to do with scientists and fleas. What? Okay, bear with me. A group of scientists conduct an experiment with some fleas. They place the fleas inside an open jar to see what they do. And well, as to be expected, the fleas jump out of the open jar. So then the scientists decide to seal the jar and leave it for a few days. When they come back, they unseal the jar and wait for the fleas to jump out. But something happens. The fleas don't jump out they actually only jump as high as the jars opening. Why, you might be asking? Well, as it turns out, they had been conditioned to only jump as high as the jars opening. Now think about that for a moment. In our personal or professional lives, don't we do this to ourselves? Don't we put a cap or a limit on some of the aspirations Or visions or dreams or goals that we have as well. Now, no one is there necessarily putting that lid over us, um, although there could be, right, with either negative feedback or not receiving or getting the response that we expected. You know, sometimes we create these self-imposed limitations on the basis of what other people say or on what we call rejection. And even though we are way smarter than fleas, we can also be conditioned in the same way when we get used to chasing small visions, we limit what we're actually capable of achieving because we create these self-imposed limitations on this false premise that this is only as high as we can go. This notion, this story, by the way, was derived from the book, The Buddha and the Badass by Vishen Lakhiani. Uh, Since I told you that I would be sharing a lot of the concepts and things that I'm reading, I wanted to make sure that I threw in the name of that book. But going back to what we were just discussing with regards to these self-imposed limitations or chasing after a small vision, I want you to think about moments in your life when you felt that there was more to what you've already created or to what you've already done. Or maybe it came in form of a question is this it? Have you ever felt like there's still more for you to do? And then you immediately talk yourself out of it and convincing yourself that you should be grateful for what you've accomplished thus far. I want to interject real quick and say, you should be grateful. I think that gratitude is also very important in our lives and in growth, but being grateful for what you have and what you have accomplished should not mean that you cannot aspire for more. So going back to this question, if you've ever felt like I want to do more, or there is another level that I'd like to reach, and then you automatically begin to have this self-talk with yourself and trying to convince yourself that no, you don't, that you've actually done the best you can and you are exactly where you should be. That is an example of a self-imposed limitation. If you feel that in addition to what you've already accomplished, there's more, because there's always more guys, then I would say it's a calling It's your next level. It's your next step that you need to take in order to continue growth. And in this same book, there is um, this phrase that really stood out that said the following. Impossible is a state of mind. Beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies. So if you say something can't be achieved, no action is going to be taken. And therefore, you'll prove that it cannot be achieved. But see, you self-imposed that limitation. You said that that was impossible. You said there's no way anyone would listen to a podcast. You're the one that's imposing those. You're the one that's saying, I won't be able to pass that exam. I cannot do it a third time and pass. Whatever it is that you're thinking that you're saying you cannot, you won't be. Those are but a few examples of self imposed limitations. Those that no one else is telling you, but that you're creating in your own mind. You are the scientist and the flea. What? Okay. You know what I'm trying to get at though, right? We are meant to grow. We are meant to continuously evolve and develop. And if you believe that If you believe that we are made and created to continue transforming, whether that is mentally, physically, however it is you think about evolving or transforming, then you know that there is no place for us in stagnation. We have to continue to grow in order to continue to transform. And with this idea of transforming and growth and evolving, I want to bring in another book that I have read that I really do recommend and enjoy. It's a little bit of a dry read because it's more on the psychology of things. Um, but still such good info. And if you don't want to read it, don't worry, I got you. I'm bringing the most important points here today for you so that you can hopefully take from it what you'd like and be able to apply it in real life settings. So I believe I've mentioned the book in a prior episode, but the book that I'm about to introduce and some of the techniques that you could possibly uh, apply is Flow by Mihai Mihai. I'll make sure to include a link in the show notes. So, going back to some of the techniques that we could apply in our everyday life. Number one, set yourself new and more difficult goals. These need to match your current skill sets. You don't want to make your goals too difficult or you're going to give up too easily. And you don't want to make them too easy because you're going to get bored and You guessed it, you're going to give up. So set yourself new and more difficult goals based on your current skill sets. Number two, find something that is both challenging and teaches you. So it's going to challenge you, but it's also going to teach you along the way. Number three, once you've established a goal, you have to act on it. And you have to act on it with strong intention and resolution, which means you cannot say, well, I'm going to start on that as soon as I complete this, or I need to get better at this before I can start on it. No, 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 none of that. Once you've established your goal, you want to act on it. The next, the very next immediate step is to take action. Number four, make sure your outcomes are measurable and that you actually measure them. So this can come in the form of making a formal announcement about what you're about to do or are planning to do. Or it can be you obtain an accountability partner to make sure that this person is asking how things are going along the way. Or it can be that you create realistic deadlines, meaning you don't want to create something too far into the future that then you forgive yourself because you were dreaming and, uh, you know, There's no need for you to accomplish that anymore. Woof, that was a dream I made a long time ago or created or dreamt a long time ago. But you also don't wanna do it too soon to where now you're feeling pressured and insecure because you didn't have enough time to plan. So set realistic goals is an example of creating measurable outcomes. And last but not least, number five, when the goal is reached, you want to set increasingly more complex challenges for yourself. Again, remember, you want to make it so that you're continuously evolving. This does not mean that you are going to jump from one thing to the next, right? We don't want burnout. That is not what we're trying to create here. This means that you can rinse and repeat for the next challenge that you want to take on, or it can be a challenge in addition to what you've already created. So you want to make it better. You've already gotten to point A. Now you want to get to point B. So now I'm going to run through these four or five steps again and be able to recreate them on top of what you've already created. In education, they call this scaffolding. So one skill set, one support, one level on top of the other. And you know what the beauty of this is, guys, that you can apply it anywhere, wherever you're at right now, in whatever it is that you want to develop or improve or grow in any area, if you're a current employee in an organization and you're pretty happy with where you're at, but you're ready for a little bit more of a challenge, then choose something that you can expand on within your organization and apply this method to that specific objective or that specific goal within your organization. It doesn't necessarily have to be TNI related, right? Translation interpreting related. It could be in addition to, to help support other departments or a department within a department, or you're interested in creating a team within your own department, or maybe bringing training to your organizations for interpreters or translators or both. I mean, at this point, guys, you can get as creative as you want, and it could be at a macro, at a micro level. I mean, it really just depends on where you're at. Okay, really quick now, let's recap. Number one, set yourself new and more difficult goals that match your skills. Number two, find something that will both challenge you And teach you. Number three, once you've established a goal, you have to act on it with strong intention and resolution. Number four, make sure your outcomes are measurable and that you actually measure them. And number five, when the goal is reached, you want to set increasingly more complex challenges for yourself. So stop telling yourself that you cannot do these things. You can. Those are self-imposed limitations and we need to pivot that way of thinking. We need to make a complete change. You are meant for growth and we have to constantly be reinventing what we do and how we do things. Otherwise, we're going to fall victims of habits and past wisdoms that are going to blind us from new possibilities a key point directly taken from that book. All right, I'm getting ready to wrap this up. But before I go, I want to share another story that was directly taken from the book entitled Flow. And it's a story about one of the Indian tribes of British Columbia. And it talks about the Shishwap region, which is considered to be by the Indian people to be a rich place, rich in salmon and game and rich and below ground food resources. In other words, a plentiful land. And in this region, the people would live in a permanent village site and of course exploit its resources, right? They had elaborate technologies for very effectively using the resources of the environment and they perceived their lives as being good and rich. Yet, the elders said, at times, the world became too predictable, and the challenge began to go out of life. Without challenge, life had no meaning. So the elders, in their wisdom, would decide that the entire village should, get this, move. That's right, that the entire village should move. Those moves occurring every 25 to 30 years. So the entire population would move to a completely different region of the Shushwap land and all on the basis that without challenge, life had no meaning. Now, once the village had moved and had settled, then the people would feel rejuvenated and full of life again, because they were once again challenged. So there you have it. If your world has become predictable or very routine-like, and you're feeling like there's something more, stop limiting yourself. This is your calling. This means that it's time for you to challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to feel rejuvenated, to feel inspired, and to do whatever it is that you've been yearning to do. Challenge is a part of the growth process. So go out there, break through the self-imposed limitations and challenge yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I really do appreciate that you join me here on this platform and connect with me on these mini episodes. Don't forget to leave me a review or a rating whenever you get a chance. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I appreciate you and your time. So take care. Have an amazing rest of the week or weekend. And we'll see you here next time on the Brand the Interpreter podcast, where I tell your stories about our profession. Take care till next time. Bye-bye. thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to connect with me, please visit my website at www.brandtheinterpreter.com and click the Let's Connect button. Feel free to connect with me that way directly. You can also find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, as Brand the Interpreter, or as Mireya Perez on LinkedIn. Also, if you've not already, please subscribe to this podcast, share this episode, or leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Thank you again, and take care.